Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is With Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Friday, April 9, 2021. Italy has administered 12,059,000 shots of vaccine, 3,705,000 Italians are fully vaccinated, 6.2% of the Italian population. The regions who fully vaccinated the highest percentage of their population are Piedmont, Molise, Trentino Alto Adige, Liguria and Emilia Romagna. Those who instead vaccinated the lowest percentage of their population are Campania, Sardinia, Sicily, Apulia and Calabria. According to the promises of delivery of the doses of the various vaccines and the logistics prepared by the government and the regions, if things go as planned, Italy should reach 60% immunity on July 23, 70% on August 24, and 80% immunity on September 18. European Medicines Agency has published the conclusions of its review of the AstraZeneca vaccine and has decided not to cite. The European Agency says that most of the cases reported so far have occurred in women younger than 60 years and within two weeks of the first dose while the incidence of suspected cases after the second dose is very limited. So, a link between the AstraZeneca vaccine and very rare events of cerebral thrombosis is possible, but the agency does not suggest any restrictions, leaving it up to the European states to decide what to do. Some still have suspended it, others have restricted its use. Italy has decided to restrict the use of AstraZeneca COVID job to its citizens over 60 years old but there will be no problem for those under the age of 60 receiving their second and final dose of this vaccine if they got the first AstraZeneca shot. In the meantime, however, some Italians have decided to forego vaccination if called upon to receive the AstraZeneca vaccine. In some provinces of Sicily, the renunciations to these vaccines are close to 70% of those eligible. The two regions in which the percentages of renunciations are higher after Sicily are Lombardy and Puglia, the one with the lowest dropouts is Lazio. Yesterday, during a press conference, the head of the Italian government, Mario Draghi, strongly criticized that those who have less than 70 years do not have risky conditions and jumped the queue by getting vaccinated before older Italians, who risk death much more because of the virus. Urged by the presence of the regions that would like to reopen the businesses as soon as possible, Draghi explained that he has very clear the situation on, of need and desperation of a considerable part of the country. For this reason, in the regions that are more advanced in vaccinations with fragile and vulnerable people, will be easier to reopen, and that soon will arrive a directive from the government that compels all regions to respect the criterion of age in the priorities of vaccinations, respecting the categories at risk. Draghi's phrase that was the most broadcast and repeated in the media yesterday was, with what conscience do people skip the list? Draghi is absolutely right. There are over 2 million vaccinated Italians who have jumped the queue. The highest percentages are in Sicily, Campania, Calabria and Valle d'Aosta. Until now, the previous and this government didn't want to create fights with the regions, leaving to them the decision of who to vaccinate, hoping that everyone in those regions would look at the statistics that say that they die of COVID 
when they are elderly, the elder people die of COVID much more, for which they are the ones who should be vaccinated first after health workers who are in contact with the sick. But this has led to too low percentage of the elderly vaccinated, while some regions have favored the vaccination of guards of parks in contact only with animals or psychologists who are meeting patients only online, judges, priests, university professors who teach in front of a computer because students do not attend in presence, administrative staff of health facilities that is not in contact with those who are sick. Unfortunately, the truth is that jumping the queue corresponds perfectly to the logic of favoring the corporations with which Italy is organized, where everything has been based for decades on the perennial showdown between clans that compete between them on who do more pressure or threaten more in an attempt to gain advantages and privileges of all kinds at the expense of the weaker clans and especially at the expense of those who do not have a clan at all. Draghi is perfectly right to denounce and be indignant. Unfortunately, we finally have at the head of our government someone who does it loud and clear. But I'm sorry and ashamed to say this about my beloved country. This is the rule here. We really hope that this is another of those bad habits that we will be able to erase in the effort that we will have to make to get out of this huge crisis and restart Italy. In the meantime, starting with something much smaller, finally Italy has ended censorship of films and TV fiction on moral and religious grounds. Born in 1914, at the dawn of cinema, Italy's censorship law felt hundreds of movies, among them some giants of the silver screen, including Bernardo Bertolucci's Oscar-nominated 1972 classic Last Tango in Paris or Brian De Palma's Scarface with Al Pacino. As a result, it will now longer it will now no longer be possible to block the release of a new film or demand edits for moral or religious reasons. For filmmakers will instead classify their own movies based on the age of the audience. 274 Italian movies, 130 American movies and 321 from other countries have been censured in Italy since 1944. More than 10,000 were modified in some way, including works by directors such as Federico Fellini. As a famous Italian proverb says, meglio tardi che mai, better late than never. The plan of the government provides, among other things, the vaccination of those who live and those who work on the Italian islands to allow the reopening of tourism. Capri, Ischia and Sorrento to start and then also the Aeolian and Egadi, Pontine, the island of Elba and Giglio, up to Sicily and Sardinia. Italy will have its islands Covid-free and open to tourists in safety. Last year, hotels and beaches reopened only at the end of June, but only for the Italians and Europeans. The government plan provides for a medical facility on the island, an area for the vaccination center, an adequate number of medical and nursing staff. To this, of course, will be added COVID-tested flights and ships to get to the islands. <clears throat> One last thing which I confess made me proud of the new Italian government yesterday. I don't know if you know that a few days ago there was a state visit to Turkey by two of the top people in the European Union. The President of the European Commission, which is like the Government of Europe, the German Ursula von der Leyen, and the President of the European Council, which is the body composed of the leaders of the EU member states, the Belgian Charles Michel. The European Union is full of these subtle differences, a lot of bureaucracy and powers whose difference is sometimes very, very hard to understand.
In short, the two were received in Ankara by the Turkish head of the state, Erdogan, who committed an incredible and unacceptable lack of respect, making Michel, who is a man, sit down close to him and leaving von der Leyen, who is a woman, standing up until it was decided to make her sit on a sofa after making her wait far from the other two, clearly considering her less important because she is a woman. Erdogan is no stranger to vulgar and misogynistic attitudes, but something like this is a glaring diplomatic incident. There is a photo of him from a few years ago receiving the previous president of the European Commission, together with the previous president of the European Council, two men back in those days, and they are sitting very close to each other at an equal distance one to another. Well, yesterday the head of the Italian government, Draghi, asked to comment about this, condemned the gesture without any fear, calling Erdogan for what he is, a dictator. It is the first time that a European leader has done this, and I am proud that an Italian has done it, just as I am absolutely sure that if the president of the European Council had been Italian, instead of sitting down and leaving the woman standing, he would have stood up, he would have given his chair to her and would have protested against what happened, demanding a chair for him too at an equal distance from the others. That's all for now, that's all for today. I'll see you next Monday. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was We The Italian News. Ciao from Rome.